0: Now I'm gonna ask this, nice and slow, so you can comprehend the question and answer it correctly. ARE YOU A SICK PERVERTED POWER HUNGRY FREAK? NO! (laughs) Wait, wait a minute. I am no pervert. And now, coming to you live from the tri-state area and San Francisco, California, it's the best part
1: of Wednesday. Waffle Box. With your hosts, Mike Fish and Kush Hayes. Ooh, welcome to Other box of Podcast, where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing, all at the same time. Welcome to episode 54, Vince McMahon, that escalated pretty quickly, we've got a last year review and so much more. I am Mike Fish and I am joined, as always, by the main man from San Fran, the one and only Mr. Kush, hey, it's Kush, how you doing, buddy? What's good, y'all?
0: Cushé is here coming to you with the newest <laughs> edition of the Waffle Box with my main man, Mike Fish. That music is still going, Mike. Yeah, it's, it's gone now. You're good. You're good. Okay. All right. Yeah, man. It's cool, we're uh, we're done, dude. The, it's the NBA finals is over, and uh, the Golden State Warriors have won another championship. They're, they're fourth in eight years. Suck so it, Boston. We were there. It was great. Now we're ready to move on, and uh, there we go.
1: Beautiful stuff. How was your uh, holiday weekend? I guess it's technically a holiday weekend. It's just gone it's by. technically a holiday.
0: Yeah, everything's been off by like two days. Um, when we finally got to Friday, it felt like Sunday. When we got to Sunday, I thought it was Tuesday. When we got to today, I thought I had missed the recording. Like uh, I've I've been off. I've been off every day this week
1: since the the finals ended. Nice. I had such a long week. I had to so Friday. I went over to, um, where, the, where did I go? What's it called? Far Rockaway over in Queens for a night out with some friends. And then Saturday was my wife's aunt's 60th birthday party. And then Sunday's Father's Day. Oh, I, I drank a lot this past weekend, And so it, it was so much that, so that, you know, it feels like it's been like three weeks since we recorded an episode. It seems like <laughs> forever ago, but here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, here as we are. Alluded- Episode fifty-four. Episode fifty-four. We're getting old. We're getting old. We'll get a, get a retirement soon. Um, as always, just to give you a quick heads up. Obviously, don't forget if you are watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Want to get those subscribers up? If you are listening to the podcast, go over to our YouTube page and press play while you listen to the audio version. it will be fun. Get the double, double numbers. Uh, gotta I got to enjoywolfbox.com for all the links on that. Um, but as alluded to in the intro, oh, we've got a wrestling story to discuss tonight, which is always fun. Vince mm-hmm. McMahon is in a little bit of hot water over at the World of Wrestling Entertainment. Oh boy. Um, boy, howdy, boy, 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 howdy. Um, we're going to go into the story. If you haven't heard it so much, I'm sure many of you listening or watching maybe fall into the category of like, you have no idea about wrestling today, but you used to watch it back in the day, the old Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warriors and all that good stuff. But for those who don't know, Vince McMahon is, well, was, CEO and Chairman of World Wrestling Entertainment. And he is the kind of guy that when this story broke that we're about to get into, pretty much everyone who's familiar with the man wasn't really shocked about the story It was more of like huh it only happened now geez yeah so
0: there is is no statute of limitations kids everything catches up to you even
1: the 80 i think he's 84 years old now bless his Mm, cons anyway let's get into the story and then we'll react and give our thoughts so just to kind of break the fourth wall, I know normally because, hey, it's the best part of Wednesday, whopper Box, but obviously we record this the day before, and I'm, that's important to say because this is a very much a fast-moving story. So this is recorded on Tuesday, June 21st, so for all we know, by the time this comes out on Wednesday morning, pff, something else may have happened, so we're not missing out on that on purpose, um, this is just as much as we know as of recording. So... World Wrestling Entertainment's board is looking into a secret $3 million payment that Chief Executive Officer Vince McMahon made to a female former employee with whom he allegedly had an affair, according to the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal was the first to pick up on that. Um, When I was actually discussing this with someone else, this is how you know it's a big story, because typically, because of the way wrestling is, even when a story breaks a lot of the mainstream news outlets kind of shy away from it because I think they're, we we think this is true, but just in case it's a storyline, we don't want to look stupid. So they kind of just Mm -hmm. don't report.
0: They've they've fallen for that before. Uh, Jeff Hardy was once upon a time found in a stairwell, but guess what? It it was just part of the story, but also guess what? Jeff Hardy has been found in multiple stairwells in his life. So people yeah. were just like, "Oh no, not again!" Like,
1: well, or maybe Jeff Party is another story we could do because that's a that's a sad. I understand
0: story. that was a thing that happened this weekend, also. Yeah, here's a busy,
1: busy week in the world of the Squared Circle. Indeed, it was. Um. So yeah. Anyway, so Wall Street Journal broke this story a couple of days ago, which again makes it, it so much has happened feels like a ago. So McMahon, Vinnie Mac, had a what. So someone had kind of tipped them off about, hey, my friend or my friend, whoever it was, talked about this NDA, about this woman who was hired as a paralegal back in 2019, I believe. Uh, And she was hired at a salary of $100,000, but then pretty quickly got a bump up to $200,000 because she started basically into a sexual relationship with Mr. McMahon. So what kind of scared them a bit because the board kind of started digging in and they found that there are many and many of these non-disclosures so he has been a very naughty boy so they have hired an external independent um, firm to kind of drudge through all the paperwork and kind of see what exactly was going on so and why do they have to go through all this if one of you is asking
0: us? because they're a publicly traded company so all of this stuff is is monitored by
1: the feds yes um, and so yeah. it says when the story broke it was like allegedly this had happened but we're pretty 100 percent sure this did happen now because even Vince McMahon's personal lawyer Mr. Jeremy McDevitt basically said uh this relationship was consensual and WWE never paid her any money which basically is way he's wording that is very clever because technically yes WWE never paid her the hush money, it came out of his personal pocket. Been some man. Okay, that's actually might be the only thing that saves his ass out of this. Indeed. So when there's a great podcast that broke this down incredibly well, it's called Wrestlenomics with Brenham Thurston. um As you can guess by the name of the podcast, they it's not a hey let's review what happened on TV. They go into the nitty gritty of the business side of professional wrestling. They did a okay. fantastic story about that. But yes. The reason this is a big problem is because, yes, even though Vince McMahon did something very disgusting and naughty, yada, 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 technically he did nothing illegal by entering into a relationship outside of his marriage, even though that's frowned upon, still not legal, and he paid her out of his own pocket, not illegal. However, the big problem is, is the fact that he gave her, he doubled her salary just because she was having sex. with So that, and that's company money. That's where the no-no okay. comes in. Um, so the probe, which actually began back in April, uh, also reportedly unearthed similar packs made with former female workers on behalf of not only Vince McMahon, but John Laurinaitis. So those for who don't know yeah. that, he is the head of yeah. talent relations. So basically he's in charge of, you know, hiring, firing, contract negotiations and things like that. Also another mm-hmm. married man who's... Um, People that don't aren't super familiar about professional wrestling, they might know uh, the Bella Twins from Total Divas and Total Bellas. Uh, he is their stepdad. They, uh, he is their stepdad. So he's married to step-dad. their mother. And so I'm pretty sure they're not happy about all right. this coming out. Um,
0: and then uh, just, for, just to add more to that, uh, his brother was the late
1: Super Dave. Yes. Super John Dave Nolan Osborne. And John Lauren has also wrestled as Johnny Ace, who was like Yeah, well, no one, definitely no one knows that. Dudes with attitude. And he used to come to the ring on a skateboard, and it was super, I guess it was at the time, it was pretty cool. But if you look back now, it looks very cringy. Um, okay. So the board so far has concluded that my man paid the settlements out of his own money, as I said. And then it right. And then, but then after that, when it all came out. Vince McMahon voluntarily stepped back from his responsibilities as CEO of WWE. Stephanie McMahon, his daughter, who recently announced her departure of the company for citing she wants to take care of her family, but now the timing of it all seems to be like, "Mm, maybe she heard about this and was like, I don't want to get messed up in this. So she bounced, but now she's back to take over from her dad. So she will assume a role of interim CEO and chairwoman of the company then it kind of gets a bit weird and you're for so you now this gets weird so hours literally hours after stepping down as CEO of WWE Vince McMahon mm-hmm. appeared live on WWE TV on Friday Night Smackdown on Fox so he went out and said end quote It's a privilege, as always, to stand before you here tonight. um, And then before referencing the four words at the opening montage of the the show, those four words are then, now, forever, and most important, together. Welcome to SmackDown. And then he threw the microphone out of the ring and left. So that was kind of all a bit weird. And Fightful Selects which is a, a fantastic wrestling website headed up by Sean Ross Sapp, who's a very knowledgeable man and very good at his reporting. Um, he spoke to a few people backstage, including wrestlers for WWE. And apparently one uh, said that he called what Vincent Mann did on TV as tone deaf and embarrassing. And he said, I'm happy it didn't last long. So I didn't have to sit through whatever bullshit he was going to say. But it shows that he has no accountability, especially when something is directly his fault. He then appeared last on Monday night on Monday Night Raw to come out and announce that John Cena was returning to the program next week, which was very weird because the company had announced that John Cena was returning on that show about two weeks ago. So this basically, you know, he didn't announce anything shocking or anything pivotal to one of the storylines that are currently going on. That was clearly to stroke his own ego. So he could go out, soak up the applause of the crowd and look like he doesn't give a shit what's going on. So that, for those that don't know Vincent, that's pretty much the kind of character he is. I'm pretty sure that this is the tip of the iceberg of where the story is. And it's going to be very interesting to come see where it goes. Because I, so before we kind of break break off into a little thoughts process. So as mentioned, the WrestleNomics podcast, they kind of broke down how the leadership is within World Wrestling Entertainment. So even though, okay. because as you say, it's a, it's a publicly owned, publicly traded company. The way the shares are, now I'm not an expert on this, but so I'm going to try the best to kind of, mirror what he said but the way that the shares are worked out the family members each share carries i think 10 times the voting power of other shareholders okay. so even though okay. he owns less than 50% of the shares he has basically 80% voting power on the board of directors so mm. pretty much even though it is publicly traded and it has a board of uh, um a board members whatever it was board mm-hmm. of directors pretty much what he says goes however what's really interesting when he dug super super deep is that there is like a code of conduct for the company and mm-hmm. long story short if he's found to have broken the code of conduct, con- code of conduct mm-hmm. even though he has 80 percent of the say he could, in theory, if they wanted to, be fired from the company. So mm-hmm. this is going to be a very interesting story. What were you, what were your thoughts, Kush?
0: I think he walks away from this Scott clean. Um, code of conduct, though, that's that that that's a very wide blanket, though. So that I think that's going to bite him in the butt.
1: I think the um, only thing that's going to be his downfall is if. The companies that are investing in WWE, like Fox, who invested a billion dollars recently for the rights to Friday Night SmackDown, um, NBC mm-hmm. Universal, who have invested a, a lot of money to trip the rights mm-hmm. to Monday Night Raw, and also their back catalog, which is available to stream on Peacock. So I could, if they're kind of like, hey, this makes us kind of look bad because we're very strongly tied to you. Also, when the TV rights come up, think it's at the end of this year or early next year, because of the, the bad PR, they could very much say, hey, we still want it, but we're going to lowball you because we don't think anyone else is going to touch you. So he could be forced out because potentially he's going to be losing money. And again, sorry to cut you off, but another thing, there True. have been several now law fir- law firms who are starting lawsuits against WWE Basically, I could be misunderstand this, but as far as I understand it, because of what's been going on and him stepping down and then things going up, but him not actually stepping down because he still had a creative and yada yada yada. The stock price has been kind of going down mm-hmm. and up and down and up. So I think because of his actions, they could be saying, "Hey, you personally, you're making you're losing us money because our shares are now worth worth, worth less." So I think there are a lot of people trying to sue him for that as well. So, as I say, very murky waters right now. Yeah. Well, he also might just take the next step and just
0: retire. He might just retire. You, we, no one ever thought that would happen, but that might be a, the ace in his ace up his sleeve. Um, I think at worst he gets a slap on the wrist for giving the uh, the paralegal the double raise incentive. But again, everything else he paid out of pocket. Um, but the, that code of conduct, that's gonna get him. But I, I, he's Vince McMahon for a reason. So I, yeah, I can see I, him just slipping away from this. And again, everyone else has been aware of this. Like again, this was not, not a shock when I forwarded you the uh, the the tweet the other day. Um, Stephanie McMahon. No, I think that woman wanted to spend time with her family. And now has to come back because of this. I, I think she had every intention to just like finally breathe, um, doing what yeah. she, what uh, what
1: Shane McMahon did 15 years ago, you know. Well, he like, um, pretty, like cut ties all together with the company. Like, he was, I think he sold his shares, yeah, but then them. he came back but, but for the money. Well, he came back technically, he was an on-screen character, but uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I know, I believe 100% Stephanie had the full intentions to go home. For A bit because she is married to Triple H, Paula Bess, um, who's recently been having some health issues, so he's been,
0: yeah, what's going
1: on? I think he had a like heart disease or something like that, where um. yeah, it, was, it was, but I, I, again, I'm not a health expert, but it's something like there's a certain metric that people, the health people mm-hmm. judge the heart. Sure thing on and i can't remember but net number typically should be above 40 they say and by the time he got to hospital his it dropped down to like two so he was like this close mm-hmm. to full heart failure well
0: just to, um, for the record kids i don't know if anyone's taken stories in that camp but all those performance enhancers and all that stuff at the uh the gen x workshop whatever that is the uh, the spot where you get all the supplements all that should affect your heart, regardless of legalities, moralities, or anything else. So just always take that into consideration. Triple H has taken a lot of
1: performance enhancers to get as big he's, as he is. He's had a lot of vitamins in his time. Yeah. I'm sure he's had a lot of vitamins. I still remember once, and this is going off topic a little bit, but I remember when he tore his quadricep. I think it was his quadricep, yep. yeah and he was out mm-hmm. for like nine months and they like mm-hmm. to build up his return they were doing all these like training montages mm-hmm. and, the lot of, and then for some reason was, Bono's singing in the background yeah, it's a too. beautiful
0: day <laughs>
1: they were great montages though don't um, let it
0: slip away.
1: but yeah he looked tiny in those because obviously he's had to do a lot of rest and then he was rehabbing and then like the next week he came out and obviously we don't know the timeline of those how when they were shot but when he walked out, he was—he looked like he'd eaten the previous version of Triple H. He was huge. <laughs> so yeah, I don't—we don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure he's—he's he's had a few steroids in his time. No, know, I mean, even, of- even just the legal stuff,
0: just the—the—the the, the thing that does this and the stuff that does that and the thing that does the other thing the, the stuff that is not labeled steroids or antibiotic um it all affects you it all affects your gut you know i'm 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 on a vape pen right now kids and technically this isn't healthier than anything else you know technically anything other than oxygen in your lungs is not good for you so it, it yes, all catches guys, well, up to you
1: it's kind of like um vaping compared to i mean i'm Obviously, I know you're not vaping nicotine. I'm assuming, but um, even nicotine vape pens—that's—I always say, Oh, it's healthier. It's yeah, it's. I guess technically, it is healthier than regular cigarettes, but yeah. not by much. Super. It's not. <laughs> it's like it also sort of like my where I drink now because I'm trying to be myself. I drink a lot of soda. I drink a lot during the day. I drink a lot of Coca Cola. So I switched Coke Zero. Good. But same thing. It's oh, so it's, underwhelming. It, oh, it's, it's not it, I get used to it, but it's like, it's the healthier option, but mm, not by a, a long shot. It's not super, it's not good for me, but whatever. Anyway, back to Vinnie Mac. Um, yeah, back I, I think I've, Mac. I have no, obviously no inside knowledge, but I think worst case scenario, I think, for PR and to save the company a lot of money. I could see worst case him just stepping away, not even retiring, not selling anything, basically almost being like a silent owner. He mm. still has all his stocks. He he's just like, right. you need to just go home. Fucking, yeah. Don't do anything with the business. Don't do anything. The creative, you just sit home and collect your stock money, stock wherever the hell that works. But you need to yeah. be like, have nothing to do with the company. He's in his
0: eighties now. Nothing wrong with retiring. You like enjoying life. Like that man's never taken a vacation. Like nothing. Like he's he's never had a moment to himself. I bet
1: one. I don't think he's going to jail for anything. No. no well, turned up. That's the important thing to know. He hasn't done anything illegal. Okay. Well, once the stock well, market as far as gets we know. involved, it, once once the stock market gets involved, we'll find out. But
0: um, I don't see him doing any jail time. And um, honestly, if he loses a job, I. Watching six months, six months after he allegedly loses his job, he like, wish i had taken this time so many years ago. Like, uh, I love being on a beach and just
1: you know, slapping Polynesian women on the butt. Not, not we're not supposed to do that. But oh, yeah, that's he's gonna be nice that. Good. He's gonna be that creepy guy at the tiki hut on the beach, <laughs> You're like drunk by ten a.m. But yeah, yeah. I think this typically we'll find out how. I'm sure we'll update as the story goes but i think the key thing is obviously the big like I said the big thing here is her him giving that paralegal double the money because she was having sex with him. so i think mm-hmm. we'll see how many of yeah. those were in there because if they've found multiple non disclosures how many of those did he do the same thing with yeah and that could be the knife that finally gets him
0: I want to know. Yeah, I'd like to see whose names are in those NDAs, and also, I, I well, want I think, to see
1: what this paralegal looks like.
0: Like, how hot is this lady? Also, well, what's I mean, wrong if with Vince you, is eighty-three.
1: He probably sees like, oh, a sixty-year-old as a younger woman. So maybe she's probably not A sixty-year-old. <laughs> I don't know. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who
0: knows with him. Oh, oh, Mike Fish, that's adorable. <laughs> but yeah, most likely she is like 20. 60
1: year old paralegal. <laughs> oh, Vince, you crazy bastard. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, let's move on to more light side. This everyone's new favorite segment. It's time for. Has Mike won the lottery? No. Oh. That was Has Mike won the lottery? Next week, big guy. Next week. Yeah, i got a good feeling. Next week. Next week could be the one. That yeah, here, here we go. Here, we go. here. here here's,
0: we'll put that on my... I'm in on the next lotto ticket, man. There we go. Is that real money
1: you're throwing around? Of course. Wow. Could you big buy? Hey, big spender. Bah, bah, bah. Are they dollar bills or just out of interest? Are like they fives, tens, twenties? Oh, that's not Benjamin. Don't
0: oh, you worry about that.
1: Don't you worry about that. Buy yourself something nice. Oh. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's wrap up the first of this episode with the way we always do it. It's this week's dumbest world record of the week.
0: Why? Why? Why, why would I? Why? 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 Why would you want to do that?
1: Uh, why would you want to do that indeed? Ah, uh, this week's is a finger looking good one. Because celebrity chef Nick D. Giovanni from the U.S. it says here, I don't know why. And Lynn, <laughs> Lynn Davis, Japan. I don't know, I, he I don't goes, know why it's in he makes the story. sure
0: he puts an extra accent on that Giovanni.
1: He's obviously like, like okay, from,
0: okay, George. Thanks, we
1: got it. He's probably from like Queens, Brooklyn.
0: Oh, if he's from Queens or
1: Brooklyn, he's definitely adding that extra accent. Giovanni. To it's to a me. Dijibani. And Lynn Davis from Japan, lovely stereotypical yeah. Japanese name, Lynn Davis. Yeah. Have um yeah. they have created super sized food worthy of a world record. So it says this time around, so maybe I have to dig deeper to find out what else they've done. But this time, the duo has cooked the biggest chicken nugget in the world. This chicken nugget weighs in at 21 kilograms, 46 pounds, and approximately 115 times larger than the average chicken nugget.
0: That could feed probably about 500 people. Maybe being overconserved. 250, I'll say.
1: What, it's 115 times larger than an average chicken nugget and you think you're you are feed... feed more
0: no yeah man you shave it off slices yeah
1: no but if you divide it 115 times so it looks like a regular chicken nugget how many what how many chicken nuggets do you eat then you're like hmm i'm four not many of these days to be honest well oh, let's so let's say four that's mm. so that's feeding 26 people mm. You know, it's a
0: real conservative group. Don't you worry. It's it's, it's a cocktail party. How do
1: they cook it? Because, I one, I'm not a master chef here, but I know that you don't mess around with chicken. You make sure that bad boy's cooked. Mm-hmm. So, sure, if it's that big, to make sure the middle is cooked, surely the outer are going to be all, like, overcooked and dry and shit. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yeah, that's a great... This is a good point, Mike Fish. I mean what is in it that made it so huge to begin with also well like, depends let's, let's was it made down. in the usa
1: or in japan because different or in international laws... waters <laughs> pumped up with god knows what mm. i'm pretty sure if you read, uh, someone's gonna oil want to eat carrier
0: though. seven miles off the south china sea uh, and a, a, a giant radioactive mutant chicken laid it
1: I just feel this is going to be a competition and who can eat this the fastest. And I feel it's going to be won by someone named Bubba.
0: Mm. No, that's no slaver
1: barbecue sauce on there. Mm, That would be good. (gasps) What if they do you reckon they could make other things around it? Like, so you know, like you get those sweet and sour sauce packets from McDonald's, so you dunk Mm -hmm. your nugget in. Do you reckon they made like one? 115 times the size, so it's like it's massive. So you have to pick up the nugget, and for, for those listening, you're not getting the visual, but you have to pick up the nugget and dunk it in.
0: I think you would get a forklift involved, honestly, and a small 46 pounds. Pool. I reckon, I, even pounds? I, reckon I could lift up that. I bet like, you could. I mean, like
1: have oh, a dunk it, like one of those atlas yeah, stones. you don't. On the world's strongest you don't want man. That shit all over. You.
0: You're, think about your Macho Man shirt, man. Then you're going to get barbecue sauce all yeah. over it. So we just get the, oh, just, just the forklift. Just get the forklift, man. It's all right, man. You got nothing to prove here. It's fine.
1: Now I, want, I also want giant fries to go with it. That's probably coming. That's probably not far around the corner. But yeah, so shout out to Nick G. Giovanni and Lynn Davis. <laughs> From Jiblin Davis. Apparently. Uh, Congratulations on making the world's largest chicken nugget. Don't know why they did it, but there you go. Anyway, so that wraps up the first up of this week's episode. Still to come. We've got the middle of the show quiz. We've got the trapdoor, We've got light year review. And so much more. So we'll see you on the other side after this short break. Hey, welcome back to Waffle Thanks for joining us. Hope you're sitting comfortably. Hope you've got a nice drink. It doesn't have to be alcoholic, but whatever. We don't judge. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Uh, so yeah, still to come. we got Light Shear Review starring Chris Evans. And as you can imagine... If you if you're living under a rock social media are super happy about chris evans being the voice of buzz Lightyear. but anyway we'll get to that oh. <laughs> in a little bit if you want more information on awesome. that go to extrawaffle.com. uh for all our members we've got a little 20 minute take on that last week if you want to check that out a uh, little plug there go to extra support the show thanks very much um but now it's time to test kush's knowledge because it is the middle of the show, therefore, it's the middle of the show, quiz. I'm ready. Well, I'm not. Because apparently, oh, no. um, apparently I've lost the jingle. So- <laughs> All right. We're- no, if anyone it's else fire. was on this show, Mike, be like,
0: what happened, Mike Fish? I was told that we had everything in sync. I was told that everything was in order, Mike Fish. What happened, Mike Fish? Why is the song not playing, Mike Fish? Mike Fish,
1: what what's what's going on, Mike Fish? Hey! Middle of the show quiz. That was seamless. Not gonna edit it out. Not gonna edit it out. Anyway, this week's middle of the show quiz is Toy Story related, of course, because we're talking Lightyear later on. So I'm gonna test Kush's knowledge on the characters from Toy Story. So okay. I'm going to give you pretty good about this. five Toy Story characters, and you have to tell me, from which Toy Story movie did they make their debut? Oh, this might actually be a little harder. Mm. So we're going to start off with everyone's favorite little penguin. It's Wheezy. When did Wheezy come into the Toy Story franchise? Hmm. And just so, you know, we're we're not talking like spin-off short films or animated series. It's literally one, two, three, four. That's that's your options. Let's say Toy Story 2. Good job. Toy Story 2 Wheezy comes into play. Next one. Mr. Spell. Who was, I think, one of those like spell and speak machines? Mm-hmm. I, I have one. Mr. Spell <clears throat> coming to Toy Story. Number one. Number one. Congratulations. Congratulations. You know your shit. Um, uh, number three, my personal favorite character from the Toy Story franchise. It's good old Kenny, Kenneth F- us Ken. When did Ken? Make his debut in Toy Story. Three, I wanna say. He, you know your stuff. He was a great
0: that that sound is it's starting to like warm your do heart. Something to me. Yeah,
1: sure. It's starting to tingle. I'll say that. Um then his 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 love interest, I guess if they were love interest, I don't know. Bob A, when did Bobby come into Toy Story? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Mm. Three. That oh, ah, was four. That was two, actually. Barbie made two. her debut in Toy Story 2. Mm-hmm. And final one. My second favorite character from the Toy Story franchise. Mr. Duke Kaboom. Everyone's favorite Canadian daredevil. Number four. Oh, of course, voiced by the amazing Keanu Reeves. Not too bad on that one. 4-1. 4-1. You know your stuff from that, from those dollar bills. Can't even hard. throw my money correctly though. Like, huh? You gotta, you gotta get the sweeping motion. I guess so. Yeah, maybe next week. Maybe next All right, week. Anyway, before out of five, you're right. That's good. That's, That's good. Not bad. That's good. Eighty percent better than last week's. Yeah, eighty percent is the magic number this week Vince man's ownership and uh your knowledge of toy story mm. okay. all right anyway let's um let's move on to some lighter affair let's remove some stuff from existence because as we're all aware in 2022 Ooh. there's just too much goddamn stuff in this world so we are doing the service of removing some things so this week's <gasps> trapdoor segment So this week we're warming up. We always start with a, a warmy one and then we get into a topical one. So to our first one, we're going to talk about some meat, meat products. Um, both of us are card carrying members of the meat eating club. Mm. So apologies to any vegetarians or vegans out there, but maybe you might enjoy this as we are removing some meat. So you know we're helping. I tried
0: you know, help. a vegetarian for
1: 28 days
0: once in a, in, a, in a February, and uh, that was not easy. It was quite difficult, very unenjoyable.
1: Yeah, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. But we Can't are removing some stuff from the menu now. So what we've got four animals to which you get some meat from, and now we're going to remove one. On the menu. So those four choices are we have the cow, hmm. the piggy wiggy, a chicken, and sleep sheep slash lamb. I had to put those both there because I didn't want to put lamb and then be like, oh, well, there's still sheep. So I'm so no, sheep slash lamb. They're, they're connected. Yeah. So cows, sheep slash lamb, piggy wiggies, or chicky wiggies. The What's, only one of uh,
0: those four I really don't like is lamb. I don't think I've ever had sheep, but again, it's the never, same category. So, yeah, never had like a, a good uh,
1: shepherd's pie.
0: I have, yeah, but I don't know that sheep was in it. I mean, it's,
1: it's well, called lamb. shepherd's pie. But
0: well, that's have the been fu- in so it.
1: cottage pie hmm, that I have not had is from sheep, I believe, and then lamb is shepherd's pie. Okay. No, 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 no. Cottage pie is beef. Sorry, that's my. I should know that. But yeah, so lamb shepherd's pie. What about nice, mm-hmm. um, lamb shank?
0: Yeah, not my uh, favorite. Not no. my favorite. Lamb chop? No.
1: Not like a lamb. No,
0: chop? no, 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 not a fan. Yeah. Like I, I love chicken. Fried chicken, baked chicken, grilled chicken, chicken tenders, yeah, chicken's chicken. Never gonna go. Chicken then soup. Ca- You've got to love a lot uh,
1: of good, good steak. So, yeah, yeah, for me, it's, steak, it's, it's, it's lamb or piggy you wiggies.
0: Know. I mean, pig, yeah, bacon. Can't get rid of that. You going to turn your back on bacon, Mike? I don't think so. That's very un-American
1: of you, sir. Not even, no, it's not even very British of me. You can't have a good old mm-hmm. Sunday morning fry-up without some bacon in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I gotta say it. bye, sheep. <laughs> Mary had a little lamb and then it went down the trap door.
0: Ah, ah!
1: Uh, bye bye, lemmy Okay, it was funnier, <laughs> it was bye bye bye. And sink, anyway. Ooh. Right, next category might be a little bit harder because. We are moving into the Toy Story theme once again. So I am going to list four Toy Story characters. Sure. To which we have to find out which one's the shittiest and get rid of them. This would be way easier. Oh, you reckon? Okay. Well, the four Mm -hmm. choices are Mr. Potato Head, Mm -hmm. Rex, Mm -hmm. Ham, the Piggy Wiggy. Mm -hmm. Or mm. Slinky Dog. Uh,
0: again, this is... Ham is a piggy bank and therefore not a toy. And
1: adios. Ooh. Fun fact, when I was looking at this, uh, the Slinky Dog, if I'm remembering mm-hmm. correctly, they had to change the voice actor. Yeah. Jim Varney passed away. Who's famous for... Um, Ernest? Hey, Ernest? Ernest, mm-hmm. yeah, I Ernest P. Worrell. Cause yeah, I I guess the timeline didn't you know as you get older you f- kind of forget when things came out. I was like, oh, why would they replace his voice in Toy Story three? Uh, and, and it was like, he died in two thousand. Movie so, adaptation of that be it. Beverly Hills Yep, yep. So what an un, what a what a I think an underappreciated actor he was in a weird way.
0: I agree with that. He, but you know you gotta pay the bill, so he was he typecast, to play but, a shitty character. He
1: did. He did it well.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I but could care. Being... <laughs> and any of those, uh, any of those on the block. But again, the ham, also played by uh, Cliff Claven. Cheers. That's a piggy bank, not a toy. From Cheers. See.
1: Yeah. yeah. Over that piggy bank. For a technicality, I guess. Like I say, I guess a piggy mm-hmm. bank's not a toy. Not I didn't think of that. That's my mm-hmm. bad for ruining that segment. But There you go.
0: Oh, so you you, you had it down as characters. Which characters are going I away? I guess. And I just upped it. So yeah, of those four, not a bank, not not a toy.
1: Plus, everyone likes the slinky. So that was never. Coming. Well, he's just come right back up, anyways. Oh, I like what you did there. I like what you did. Ah, yeah. I mm. uh, you know, can never keep Ernest down. All right. Well, we've been kind of. Dancing around it for the entire episode, let's get into it. It's that time for Cush's Movie Review. Cush's Movie Review. For those watching the video version, Cush's is just obsessed with that I don't... Do you not own a wallet? Not anymore. No, man. Everything's digital. <laughs> digital wallet, digital card. You say, you, mm-hmm. but you said you don't do online banking. Digital what weed? I don't. So don't tell me you got all this cash card. lying around. <laughs> anyway, that's a guess another, hey, attention, Mike for another Fish, time. Man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Pay that, attention, that, Mike Fish. That made total wrong, sense. That made all total sense. Um, but Yeah, I know. Light seven. Year, starring Chris Evans among other people as Buzz Lightyear. Um, How did he do? Because obviously, you know, the big to-do was, you know, why is Tim Allen not voicing Buzz Lightyear as oh, Woken right? shit? But obviously, you know, as <laughs> not familiar, Buzz Lightyear was the toy that Ooh. was inspired by a movie starring Buzz Lightyear. And this, as far as I'm aware, is supposed to be that movie. Right? hmm indeed so it's gonna indeed. be because not very often do if there's a movie or a cartoon and then they get an action figure it's very rare that the actual actor that voiced the character voices the action figure so that's why so calm down anyway what do you think what's what are your thoughts?
0: <laughs> my thoughts are light year it's rated pg th- uh, PG flat no 13 it's one hour and 40 glorious minutes and as you mentioned, Mike Fish, it stars Mr. Chris uh, Pine. No, Chris Evans. Uh, Chris Evans. K- Kiki you Palmer. You sure will respect to Captain America. Later in July. I will. I will. Kiki Palmer. She's going to be in the new uh, Jordan Peele movie, Nope, later in July. And then uh, a bunch of other folks. Taika Waititi's in it. James Brolin's playing Lord Emperor Zerg. And, uh, you know, man. Angus McLean, I don't have his resume in front of me, or at least I'm not going to take the time to look it up, but this thing has a couple problems with it, going into it, that is more than just Tim Allen's voice, and not problems that I have, but just people are being sticklers about, um, people are confused, is this a Toy Story movie, and the answer is no, not really, don't expect Sheriff Woody to be there, don't, <laughs> don't expect Amy the Pig, or, or anyone else, well, but definitely it,
1: he's in the trap door now so he's definitely gonna be in it he's definitely gonna right but it
0: for what the first title card of this film the first thing we see before we even see like the disney pixar logo is a title card that says in 1995 a boy named andy got a buzz lightyear action figure this is that movie and it's like huh why do we we didn't need that like who in this Apparently theater doesn't did. know what buzz lightyear is Apparently maybe that did. was maybe that
1: was added because of all the hullabaloo online about the confusion why, why isn't them? tim allen doing this maybe that's they necessary. put that in there and be like this is why idiots
0: well anyways for folks who are still upset about tim allen he didn't get bumped by disney he's currently making a new santa claus movie with them
1: no it's not a movie i believe it's, it's a, a mini series
0: all right, well, it's coming to D+. So the, DP. there it is. The, yeah, well, Story's pretty good, dude. Well, the kids I love like DP. Uh, first of all, I like this. Folks are having a problem with this movie for whatever reason. I, I don't understand what people's problems are. I don't understand what they have against that middle half or middle third. But um, I found this movie enjoyable. We, uh, we meet Buzz Lightyear and the crew. They're currently in cryo status. They're on their way to colonize a new planet, Mike Fish. By the way, this opening is the plot of Alien 5. They wake up and they go, oh, hey, there's a planet there that might be inhabitable for us. Well, I mean, we're supposed to stay on course, but we're here now. Why don't we just check it out? And then all hell goes to... Sh- just all hell breaks out, man. It, it, it goes to shit real quickly. Um, just stay everything on course, tries to kill them. They try to escape and... Buzz Lightyear kind of fucks things up and they are stranded on this planet forever. Or at least until they can figure out how to mine the resources they need to build the fuel that actually energizes the ship that'll let them take off. Dude, a year passes and these folks, I mean, they're military, but they're pretty resourceful, man. They've made a little fort that doesn't look like things are just like nailed and, and and held together with glue and bubble gum. like this this looks like a pretty fortified infrastructure and i guess you know they were on their way to colonizing a whole other planet but like they've made some vast improvements in this one year where you know yesterday is just rocks and craters and then this year there's like full-on story luxury apartments and weird shit like that man like yeah you know, within a year
1: so bad. Meanwhile, within
0: that year they've also been building a rebuilding the rocket ship and getting ready to test if they can reach faster than light travel again like it there's definitely some holes in this but nothing what what is upsetting people isn't upsetting people i guess um anyways dan figured out the formula mike so they got this, the they, they got the thing that they're hoping is stable enough to get them too faster than life. Well, there's a problem, it's unstable. And sure enough, Buzz Lightyear tries to break the sound barrier or whatever it is. He, he's supposed to go warp speed, whatever he's supposed to do. Well, Light it kind speed, of I does guess. it. Well, problem is, is it's taken him four years into the future. He's been gone four minutes. Everyone else has been waiting for him for four years. Everyone's oh, a little older. The, the, the infrastructure has grown even further they, they, they've they worked on new equipment now like they've evolved as a species it's a wild shit going on and sure enough he's just he won't quit he won't even sit down for two minutes to like think about what went wrong he goes up again and again and again and again so many times that finally his best friend turned into a little old lady and passed away and then everyone got real sad mike fish jesus everyone started crying dog. Why did he just keep going around? What was he trying to achieve? He's trying to get, he's trying to figure out what was wrong with the fuel. So, he's trying to break faster than light travel, so that they could get back on course and go, go to where they were supposed to go.
1: Oh, sounds like he achieved something.
0: Well, he figured out how to travel through time. Unfortunately, he hasn't figured out how to travel back in time. So, you know, put his stick in reverse. Anyway, well he uh ends up mixing the formula one final time and this time it's just a little bit different but just a little bit off but just a lot right uh but not enough and they end up going like 20 years in the future Jesus. and now shit's even more chaotic and there's a actual threat in the sky not just the the, the natives they're trying to kill them like there, there's some problems in the the colony is at risk, and uh, it's up Can to Buzz the Lightyear way. and uh, four scrappy go-getters that uh, got all the heart in the world, but maybe not all of the equipment, and maybe not all the smarts or the tact or the resources. But goddamn it, buddy, they get shit done. Anyway, without giving everything away, man, there's a there's a couple of twists. I found uh, socks the cat very enjoyable. Expect that to be a Christmas toy coming up this year. <laughs>
1: who who voice otherwise... the cat cuz it sounded like i didn't look it up but it sounded in the in the like the trailer it sounded like but you could tell it wasn't him but it sounded a little tom hanksy it's so who was tom it hanks. oh i, I say, i know i know it's not him but he it kind of had okay, a tom well, hanks twang to it who was it who was it i don't his
0: name is peter Stone. oh he he works for uh, he does a lot of different stuff with with pixar um He may have even been the model for the kid and up TBD anyways. Lightyear. I I give it a four out of five, man. Like I don't need to go out and see it in the theater again, but when it's on Disney plus in 45 days, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy watching that again. Um, Yeah, dude, it was good. I can see them doing more of this. I can see them doing a Sheriff Woody Woody movie. Um, I can see I'm doing a bunch of different stuff in this medium, so I don't know what everyone everyone's problem with this is. Lots of other people are saying eh, it's it's not quite Toy Story. As I can, like, yeah, I know it's not Toy Story. That's why I'm giving it a four out of five, man. It's it's still good,
1: but yeah, just from mm-hmm. your description, it this is even though I like I was not expecting a Toy Story, Happy Go Lucky Toy Story movie, mm-hmm. but this is this movie is a lot weirder than I expected. From what you're explaining. <laughs>
0: It's supposed to be a 1990s sci-fi action film. And I feel like they've achieved that. Just going off that title card, I wouldn't have added that date to it, but they added the date to it. So this is a 1990s sci-fi action adventure film that, uh, you know, another thing other people are saying, like Andy wouldn't have seen this movie. This movie is way too violent for Andy's mom to have taken to like, You know what, mean? total recall was in 1991 bro and i saw that shit twice in the theater all right like that thing is all sorts of
1: fucked up so i feel like andy would have gotten away with this one or maybe it would come out on vhs and you know his friends stuck a copy and who knows totally non-possible that's how i saw predator that's how i saw the first robocop that's how i remember that's how i saw terminator when i was growing up my next door neighbor his parents refused to allow him to go see Austin Powers because they thought it was too raunchy. To which, so I one day invited him over and I was like, guess what I have on cassette? And I introduced him to man of mystery, Austin Powers. How old were you guys? Probably like 12 or 13, I think.
0: Okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. My parents were. One night, I got to stay really up and that. watch the raunchy comedy *Ruthless People*, starring Danny DeVito and um, um 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 oh Bette Midler. Very raunchy comedy, and I only got to stay up and watch that because James Cameron's *Aliens* scared the shit out of me, and I was too scared to go to sleep. So I need <laughs> something to bring me down a little, just got to bring me down. And uh, that was again, that was nineteen eighty seven on video cassette. So I was I was definitely much younger than twelve. So, but yeah, I can see why a couple of twelve years like, yeah,
1: I'm gonna finally see some Austin Powers. I'm ready. Yeah, baby. So yeah, not bad. Do you reckon how's I, I, haven't, I haven't looked it up? How's it? How's the numbers looking? How's it doing in the movie theaters? Is it doing well? It made
0: fifty million dollars in its opening weekend domestically. People are going, that's not a lot of money. Like, and to be fair, Toy Story four made like hundred and twenty million dollars when it opened, but that was pre pandemic. Um, yeah, folks are still skittish about taking their kids to the theater. Uh, and like also, when are for Toy some Story... reason, confused about the Toy Story thing.
1: And it's also not only pandemic, pre, post, whatever, pandemic. Also, the big thing is when Toy Story 4 came out, there was no Disney Plus. So obviously, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are a lot of people, even, even forget the pandemic. I'm mm-hmm. sure now that there is Disney Plus, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are like, uh, i'll just wait till it something. so easy.
0: yeah if, if people are just intending to wait then i get that but other people are speculating that well so the last three pixar films went straight to disney plus and as we've just mentioned like again there was a pandemic so some insiders are speculating like people are now conditioned to get their Pixar film only through Disney Plus, I'm like, no, no. Advertising has been out for this thing for months. Everyone knows what. Yeah. Everyone, everyone that has a kid, everyone that likes Toy Story knew this was coming out, and they could possibly be confused, but that would only be for a second. I someone like, no, no, not not Disney Plus. It's, it's going to be in the theater. Let's yeah, I'm sure
1: there might be a few that that accounts to, but I'm mm-hmm. sure majority of those, like I say, even if they were. Hundreds and hundreds and thousands and millions of those people. I'm pretty sure when it said Lightyear comes out on this day, on that day when they realized it wasn't available on Disney Plus, I'm sure those people went, hmm, looked it up. Oh, it's in the theaters, and went probably.
0: Maybe I'm far more willing to believe that people like I, we will just wait for it to come on Disney Plus, yeah. as opposed to like, why isn't on Disney Plus no? no. I gotta get on Twitter and talk about this and make this trend. But like, no Buzz Lightyear on D plus.
1: Boycott Buzz yeah, Lightyear.
0: Boycott Buzz Lightyear. Got two gay women kissing.
1: Oh, well, they won't they be, be seeing. Gay some women countries. should be kissing
0: men. <laughs> gay women should be kissing men and little I like my caps. cartoons.
1: Big head big, <laughs> Makes me uncomfortable. I will say, saying two made-up aside, I say, uh, that don't exist in real life, getting up to some Nancy Boy stuff.
0: <laughs> People do it way. Well jokes aside, back. I will say, Jesus. Um, Of all the Disney movies to feature some sort of gay interaction, um, props to Pixar for not only committing to it but actually not trying to make it like a selling point of the film. Like it happens, and then it goes away. Uh, but it's it's totally part of the storyline. Like, it's the narrative. It's action. the most inoffensive thing in the film. It's you know, no one is getting upset about these two women kissing and then actually raising a child together. Oh,
1: blessing! Shout it's Pride Month. Everyone's Pride Month in this household, in this podcast, we are very prideful podcast. Um, yeah, before I find so, yeah, coming soon, Woody or whatever the fuck it's gonna be called. I don't know why, I mean, but I reckon mean, that'd be a fun that would be a good a fun because that one's obviously gonna be a slightly old so that could be what like a, an 80s because that wasn't Woody, wasn't that his parents' that'd toy? Be like a, that'd be like a 60s, 70s, yeah, because Woody was his even. parents' toy, was he not? If I remember correctly, I don't know, I'm not trying to remember that shit. But yeah, Woody was nice. a much
0: older toy than everyone else.
1: Yeah, you know so it could that. be like a fun 60s western. it be mm. fun. Make it happen. Anyway. anyway, let's wrap that up. 4 out of 5. Check it out on DP. Speaking of DP, um, as this podcast drops, Multiverse Madness is available now on DP. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So I'm finally going to be able to see it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Doctor Strange: Multiverse Madness available June twenty second on DP. Oh, okay, most... I thought that was another month away. All right, I've been busy. I'll be watching that. Yeah, it's day. fun. You like it. Anyway, let's let's get rid of some negativity. Let's uh, let's hear some feel good stories of the week. <laughs> I've never heard
0: in my entire
1: life. That's insane. Can I hear it again? I don't know what the, the money dirt off your shoulder thing had to do with a feel good story. You're obsessed. Shaking the hate, shaking the negativity off, man. Oh, that was nice. Brush it off. Um this yeah. week's feel-good story um shows that there the youth of this world aren't all bad. There's hope for us yet. Because a young man jumped to action to save a life and it was very nice so what ha- happened was so an 18 year old mia samolinsky st- accidentally whoopsie stepped on the gas of her car instead of the brake so instead of stopping she went vroom vroom
0: and yeah, that, you know that she, has
1: happened to a lot of people but where unfortunately for her she was uh Pulling out trying to pull out of a parking spot along the docks of Long Island's Pachuco Pitch, Bay. I'm not even gonna to try to pronounce that. So instead <laughs> of reversing out of a parking spot, she went vroom vroom into the water. Whoopsie daisy. But luckily oh, for her, Anthony Honga, I'm oh, sorry, I apologize, who was only 17 years old. Um got out of his car and immediately dove in to try to save her. Now, the vital information that comes in this story that people need to know, just in case you're thinking of driving your car into the water, don't do it because neither the door or the seatbelt in a car will open if their latching mechanism is submerged in water. One, I'm not sure about the seatbelt, but obviously the door is to do with pressure and stuff. If it's underwater, you can't open a door. Although I do believe, if now we're getting way off the topic here, but I believe if the car is totally submerged and there's water in the car and outside the car, I think it makes it slightly easier. I believe, but that's I could be wrong. I'm trying to think of science, but anyway. So yeah, unfortunately for her, she was trapped in the car. She could not get the fuck out. So she was stuck in. So, but the door wouldn't open from the outside either. Obviously. But so he realised if he put his weight on the front of the car, the car would whoop, and so the back end of the car popped out of the water, which then allowed Mia to scamper to the back seat, open the door, and get the fuck out, and they swam back to to the to the to the, to the, to the shore, and it turns out even though they didn't realise it at the time, all he saw was his car going into the water, and he jumped in. Turns out they're actually classmates at school. Mm. Um, So yeah, they embraced and thanks very much for saving my life. <laughs> and then he went,
0: I remember you You rejected me for the prom and then he they... pushed her back in the water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, not you. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like the, she just broke up with him like week before and he'd like sent her a text message. I hope you die. And then he saves her life. he's like, oh, well, this is all good. Too far. Too far, too far. Maybe right. I don't know. Well, I don't know I'll go through 17, 18 year olds heads these days. I'm mm. very much out of the loop. I'm literally double their age. So who knows? I was 18 when this woman was born. That's crazy. Mm. Wow. And I, I've saved no one's life. I've achieved nothing. Not yet. Not yet. Oh,
0: yeah,
1: not oh, yeah. not oh, have No, I don't think I have. Anyway, so Mia, you're alive. Shout out to Anthony, 17 years old, saving people's lives. We commend you. And it's Long Island, so he's a New Yorker. Make that make it rain for Anthony. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, that wraps up another beautiful waffle box, episode 54. Don't forget. To make sure you're following us on all the socials at wobble box pod i am at mr mike fish that's mr mike fish this joker over here his twitter handle is at kush underscore hayes um make sure you know we want to drive those numbers up we know you're listening to the podcast we appreciate you listening to the podcast we're trying to jump up our youtube numbers Uh, Just for my OCD, because if we get 100 subscribers, I can actually create a nice little username. So it's not youtube.com slash underscore D uppercase C 865125. I can actually have a nice user. So try and get 100 subscribers even just for that. So if you are listening to us, hop over to our YouTube page. Go to enjoywafflebox.com, Click on subscribe to YouTube and you'll be helping us out. And then obviously, you know, share it on social media. So more people are doing it. Tell your neighbors even though you probably hate them, you can bond over this. So you both listen or watch Waffle Box. So even though you hate each other, you can be like, hey, did you watch Waffle Box this week? And you can bond. It'd be nice. You know, we're trying to bring people together. You know, trying to make the world a better place. One podcast at a time. Anyway. On that note, don't forget, as always, take care of yourselves oh well joking over here sweet science cinema number
0: seven comes out july
1: 5th oh yeah of tell them about other podcasts you got well i tweet the Cin- over here
0: <laughs> sweet science cinema new episode season two starter me and hall of famer Jamil hempel we're going to be talking about creed 2 and that's going to be on our way to the road to creed 3 coming out in november but that is uh, the
1: second season of Sweet Science Cinema, July 5th. That's a Tuesday. Beautiful stuff. And where can I find that? Is that Sweet Science Theater on YouTube? or so is that on the marketer's feed? You can find
0: Sweet Science Cinema uh, on, on the Bosnet.family as well as the Bosnet
1: family's uh, YouTube page. Wonderful stuff. You know, I just want to make it clear for these wonderful people. Okay, now I've cleared my throat. I'm good to go. Let's try that again. Make sure, take care of yourselves and each other. That's all folks. (laughs)